Hello and welcome back to What's Happening. I'm your host, Chase Shropshire. And today, before we jump into the topic of the day, I'd like to introduce a new segment I like to call Tell Me Something Good. It's easy in a 24-hour news cycle and having all this information available at our fingertips to see all the bad in the world, to see all the negativity and the disease and all these terrible and horrible things going on. But more often than not, people are focusing on the negatives and focusing on the things that we should change because it gets the most clicks. We don't always see the bigger picture and and see God's grace and see what's good in our lives. So I want to take this moment to just identify some things that are going good. First thing is a video. I think it was America's Got Talent. Um, it was, what's her name? Ansley Burns singing Aretha, uh, Aretha Franklin twice. Um, I highly recommend just typing in on YouTube, Ansley Burns, Aretha Franklin. Um, she did an amazing job. She absolutely killed it. It was the cutest little video I've ever seen. Um, and then something more local news in my neck of the woods, in Oceanside at least, um, it looks like the Save Oceanside opens up a new kitchen to foster a sustainable food system uh, with the goal of dedicating themselves to eliminating waste and feeding the community. So it's always good. I know in our neck of the woods, we have a lot of homeless people. We have a lot of people who go hungry. And I know that's generally just kind of a issue in not just America, but uh, Southern California, especially. So now that we have all the good stuff, we are now going to transition into today's topic. And today's topic is how to handle criticism. Now, criticism by definition is an expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. I found another definition talking more about literature and medias and things like that. And it's, it was more about the analysis. And, that, and that's the part, part I like to, I'd like to focus on more is in my opinion, I think that criticism needs to have that an analytical piece of where it's looking in on the outside, looking into a deeper topic and the rudimentary uh, and the cause or the root of some issue or um, some sort of setback. So to understand what criticism does to us as human beings, we have to understand the different types of criticism. Now there's a long list of criticisms. I'm not even going to try and attempt to get to them all. Um, but we'll get into just a few of them here today. Um, the first, and I kind of combined the both of them, was logical and aesthetic criticism. So this is just as it sounds. Logical criticism is just based on the logic um, of an individual. And if it sounds like whatever they're saying or the facts that they're bringing up just doesn't seem to follow a logic trail that leads to a conclusion that makes sense, then it's criticizing that. And then aesthetic criticism, the same thing. You just simply don't like the look of something. It doesn't really go much deeper than that. Um, it's just simply not liking the look of whatever it is. Maybe it's a dress, maybe it's a website, and you just that's how you apply that criticism. Positive criticism. This is a good tool for coaching and mentoring because you're focusing on the positive of a, of a given situation or an issue or a trait, a character trait of, a, of an individual. So you're providing a baseline of constructiveness, that's even a word, um, to provide a frame of reference for that individual. So what that means is because you're focusing on these positive aspects of 
maybe it's a coworker of yours. You're like, hey, you know, Tommy, I really noticed that you've been really killing it on the show floor today. You've been selling things like crazy, your attitude, everything. Like, I love it. That gives Tommy that idea of, hey, you know, whenever I'm having an off day, yesterday, Susan gave me the, this kind of pep talk of how well I was doing. And that's kind of my baseline. That's kind of my standard and what I should go off of. And that kind of leads directly into constructive criticism, which we're all familiar with. We don't always handle it the best, but essentially it just gives people an idea on how to solve any given problem. And then you give different methods of solving a problem. So if someone has an attitude problem, you let them know like, hey, I've noticed that the past few days or like since you've gotten here, you just don't seem to enjoy working here or you don't seem to enjoy yourself or the people you're around. And then you give sort of like, you know, hey, you could be more involved in work functions. You could be more interactive with the customers. There's things that you identify that that individual can fix. You give some sort of feedback and it should be kind of a two-way conversation. Then we start to get into two specific criticisms that really don't have, well, I shouldn't say they don't have a place, but the next one certainly, I, in my opinion, I don't think has a place in our society, and that's destructive criticism. So you're basically just using whatever you possibly can, your resources, your knowledge, your words, whatever you have, to demean and destroy the opinion or the perception of another person or a company or just any entity. You're just trying, the purpose of that criticism is just to just absolutely drown that idea to snuff out whatever that thing was. And then you get into negative criticism. Now, I know by definition or by the sound of the word negative, you think it's a negative. Like it can't, it's not like constructive criticism. There might not be anything to build upon, but just like positive criticism, you're providing a baseline just in the reverse, in the negative aspect and just telling somebody, and you have to be careful. You have to know your personnel, but telling this person, Hey, Today, you dropped the ball on these certain things. Like, you didn't really. You didn't really come at the day with the level of intensity that you normally do. You just give them all these nuggets of negativity and uh, you let them decide what they want to do with it. And again, it's very personnel driven. You have to decide with the people you work with or the people you work for what works and what doesn't. And then moral criticism. So this idea of you can criticize somebody on their ideas, on their ethics, on their morals and how they apply those. So if they don't like the death penalty or something, but they're all for something else that kind of follows the same logic trail of, of punishment, you can, that's, a sort of criticism that they might fall upon is because of, you know, they might believe in something because of what they read in the Bible or they preach something, but they don't practice what they preach. And it's important to understand what criticism is being applied because once you can identify what criticism it is that you're being faced with, then you can identify solutions. You can, you can identify, hey, is this something that I need to even worry about or I can deal with or there's any thing in my power that I can do. And something that we have to understand as, as individuals is the end goal of most criticism 
most criticism, and I read off the list, is to promote a change. It's to improve upon skills or correct efficiencies. That's a lot of what we deal with in the military. A lot of what we deal with is those criticisms. It's, and we say it a lot is it's a business. Like There's a professional aspect to a lot of different things. But you have to be able to separate the professional from the personal. Maybe professionally you don't agree with how somebody operates, how somebody keeps track of sales, how somebody handles their spreadsheets. You don't like that. Okay. So that's a professional goal. That's not you attacking them as a person. That's a professional criticism. Now, if this doesn't seem to be the goal of that criticism, then at that point you have to analyze your situation. You have to surround yourself with fucking kick-ass people who are willing to invest their time in you. Don't settle for giving any sort of value or merit into those who criticize you solely for the sake of preventing people from reaching their peaks, from reaching their goals. And if it is a colleague, if it is a boss, and you can't seem to get away from them, obviously because you work for them and you might work with them, these are two things that you can do. You can A, put no value or worth into their critiques because, again, if it's a negative criticism or if it's a destructive criticism, rather, then they're only trying to break you down. They're not trying to build anything from the ashes. They're just trying to hold you down. Or, and this takes a strong individual effort and character and personality, you can find the subtle truth in what they're saying to you. You can figure out, or you can figure out the root cause of, what they, of, uh, of why they said what they said or what it is that they're saying. What do I mean by that? So, in certain circumstances, there might be a little truth in almost everything. And if somebody might be inclined to say, hey, you have kind of a bad attitude, maybe you just have that aura about you. Maybe it's how you're looking today. You know, maybe it's just RBF has gone wild this morning and you just can't handle it because it's a Monday and you didn't get coffee. So, there might be truth in that. Or this person might be having a rough time at home. They might be going through some shit. And so at that point, maybe that is the cause of why they're projecting their emotions onto you and criticizing you when in all actuality, maybe it's just an insecurity or maybe it's how they're just feeling that moment. So how do we accept and apply constructive criticism? That's really what I want to give you guys today. Like, what do we, how are we able to apply it? Well, before we get into that, I want, for those who, who are religious, for those who do want to walk that path with God and, and believe in something of a higher power, this is just one of the many things that God says about judgment and about criticism. And it's in Matthew 7, verse 1 through 5. He says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is that log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So what are we being told there? What, what do we, how do we unpack that? 
Well, don't throw stones when you live in a glass house. When you're criticizing somebody, know what you're, you don't necessarily have to fix everything about yourself to critique somebody else. If you're poor at time management, it doesn't mean you can't tell somebody else that, hey, I think you should do it this way. But you need to take that step in removing that from your own eye. Have that reflective piece on where you know, hey, I'm not, and myself personally, I'm not good at time management. So realizing that, understanding it, verbalizing it, whatever helps you inevitably reach that goal of being a better person at time, being better at time management, that's what you need to do. And so that just leads right into how do we accept and apply constructive criticism? So number one, just ignore your first reaction. Almost every single time your first reaction to criticism is just a knee jerk, tap, tap the knee with a hammer reaction. We tend to lash out from an emotional standpoint. If you're being told, hey, that is not what, okay what you're doing. This is not what you should do. This is what you should do. And we're given the tools. We might not be as receptive to that. Some people just aren't built that way. And they're more prone to lashing out. Number two, remember that feedback is good. I'm a firm proponent that any feedback is good. Every feedback is good. Obviously, if it's a constructive manner, but even if somebody is coming from a place of of negativity, of harm, and of, of sin, they can still provide you with something if you're willing to kind of pick the, out the pieces, right? So, I mean, you can, and, and at that point, you could even help them. You could say, hey, brother, hey, sister, like you, I see the damage. I see the chinks in the armor. Like I receive your criticism. What, this is how I think that you're doing how can we meet in the middle and help one another? The third thing you can do is just say thank you. When somebody criticizes you, they're not typically trying to do it from a, a malicious standpoint. They're trying to help you. They're trying to motivate you, to push you, to light a fire under your ass. They're trying to get something out of you that you don't see in yourself yet. So just say thanks. And then whenever you get the opportunity, and this is the final thing, Follow up. That same person's invested a moment with you. And once you say thank you, once you take it all in, the least you can do is follow up. Because then that same person has this preconceived idea of, hey, I told this guy the other day, I don't really think he's good at time management. But now he's talking to me again and he says, hey, what do you think about this? And this is what I've been doing. I mean... At that point, they can be the ones who judge how well you're doing. That makes any sort of sense. So in closing, there's a lot of different types of criticism. And like everything else, it's so dynamic. But I really firmly believe that we can utilize criticism for our benefit. And I think that many people, including myself, take things too personally. I... I am terrible, and it's on my work on every day, taking criticism to heart. People, for y'all who are emotional people, like myself, we oftentimes don't use the context that we're given. 
So it might be at work and somebody's like, your boss is like, hey, that was fucking stupid. That was not a good idea. All you hear is you're stupid. Your ideas have no value. There's no value in what you're giving. Your worth is not, you're not providing for the team. That's what some people think. And you have to get out of that mindset. And, and just like I was giving y'all some, some tips and just kind of some tools to arm yourselves, that's basically how you do it is you identify what it is that you're being told. You analyze and figure out, hey, is this something I need to even invest my time into and value? Is there any truth? Is there any truth in what these people are saying about me? And if all of that comes together and it's like, yeah, this is something I need to work on, then you go into those steps about, you know what? Forget about what I initially thought. Here's how I tackle this. And you can even reach out to that person consistently about, hey, how do I make do this a little bit better? Because if you're getting criticism, you might not always know how to best combat the issue. So talk to people who do. I'll leave you with this. With handling criticism, the best thing that you can do is to understand the purpose of what somebody is telling you and to then apply it. Apply whatever it is that they're telling you in the manner in which they're telling it. If it's personal, then maybe there's something that you need to reflect about. But if it's professional, don't make it personal. Well, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for Wednesday, and we'll cover some NBA news and uh, trades, things like that. Some stuff happened over the weekend that I really want to talk about. So, yeah, see you in the next one.